Welcome to Excited by the Science, brought to you by the experts at Edons. My name is David Farmer, and I'm a neurophysiologist. I'm also a copy editor for Edans. And I've just found a really interesting paper on the neural control of the heart during exercise that I'd like to share with you. As you may well be aware, the rhythmic activity of the heart arises spontaneously in the cardiac tissue. If you remove a heart from the body and place it in an oxygenated buffer solution, it will beat away quite happily by itself. In situ, however, the speed of this heartbeat is influenced greatly by the central nervous system. Specifically, the autonomic nervous system determines how quickly or slowly the heart beats. There are two branches of control within the autonomic nervous system, the sympathetic nervous system, which speeds the heart up, and the parasympathetic nervous system, which acts to slow it down. Now, this control is very important for cardiovascular homeostasis, but one instance where this control is of crucial importance is during exercise. When you exercise, your heart rate increases in order to increase delivery of oxygenated blood to working muscle. It's believed that this is accomplished by decreasing the activity of heart rate slowing parasympathetic neurons while increasing the activity of heart rate increasing sympathetic neurons. However, the paper I'd like to present to you today suggests that this might not be the case. The paper in question is this one by Corsac et al. In it, the authors investigate the activity of heart-slowing parasympathetic neurons during exercise in, get this, the anesthetized rat. That is to say, they have made electrophysiological recordings of neurons within a brain region called the nucleus ambiguous that is known to contain heart-slowing parasympathetic neurons. And the central question of the study was, is the activity of these neurons reduced during exercise as we might expect, because heart rate goes up. Now, at this point, you might very well ask the question, how can an anesthetized animal exercise? In order to get the animals to do this, the authors borrowed a technique from another group, Waldrop et al. In their anesthetized exercise paradigm, the sciatic nerve is rhythmically stimulated once a second, bilaterally and alternately. In doing so, the hind limb muscles are made to contract rhythmically in response to the nerve stimulation. So by doing this bilaterally and rhythmically, the hind limb muscles bilaterally, rhythmically are stimulated, simulating locomotion, simulating exercise. And this was verified by measuring blood lactate, which was seen to be elevated. To my surprise, when this experimental exercise paradigm was implemented and recordings were made of the activity of parasympathetic neurons within the nucleus ambiguous, their activity was seen not to decrease, but to increase. This is a counterintuitive and exciting result. It suggests that the increase in heart rate we see during exercise is mediated not by the parasympathetic nervous system, but by the sympathetic nervous system. One of the things I liked most about this study is that the authors freely acknowledged one of its limitations, namely, that they could not be sure the neurons they recorded from in the nucleus ambiguous had a cardiac function, as neurons within this region have a variety of functions. In order to address this, the authors repeated their anesthetized exercise paradigm while recording directly from the cardiac vagal branch within the chest. This is the branch of the vagus nerve that supplies the heart with parasympathetic outflow. When they did this, sure enough, they saw an increase in cardiac vagal branch activity. 
That might seem like a straightforward bit of validation, but that surgery to record from the cardiac vagal branch is very, very difficult. So I think the office should be commended for doing that to validate their paradigm. One thing I would like to have seen in the paper that was absent is a little more detail regarding the firing pattern of neurons within the nucleus ambiguous that were recorded from. Because heart-slowing parasympathetic neurons receive inputs from blood pressure sensors within the chest, or baroreceptors, and because blood pressure tends to fluctuate every time the heart beats, you tend to see a cardiac rhythm in the firing pattern of heart-slowing parasympathetic neurons. It would have been nice to see the authors discuss the presence or the absence of this rhythm in the current study, given that their whole objective was to identify parasympathetic heart-slowing neurons. Nevertheless, I think it's a really interesting piece of work. Next time I find a cool paper, I'll be sure and bring it to your attention. Thanks for listening. Asking the right questions is key to making breakthrough scientific discoveries and advancements. And as the research landscape grows more competitive and complex, finding innovative interdisciplinary research ideas is more important than ever. The right questions address the most important issues in your field and make it easier for you to conduct high-impact research. At Edons, we can help you to generate these questions, outline a potential study, and present it in a way that helps you to secure funding and quickly make your idea a reality. Our team of creative experts will conduct a deep analysis of the research landscape in your field, identifying gaps, finding the right questions, and helping you find inspiration for your next project. We can also help develop innovative study concepts, a synopsis, and a full protocol, so you'll have a study that is very likely to be accepted by a high-impact, peer-reviewed publication. Let Edons help you to make informed decisions, save time, money, and resources, so that you can advance your field and make the world a better place.